0: Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is episode 21.
1: Oh, it's finally old enough to drink.
0: It is, and that's very important because we are in a drinking city, right? (laughs) We are. A very drinky city. I am your host, Brett, and with me as always is the pigtailed beautiful love of my life.
1: You'll know why later.
0: I hope so. (laughs) Crystal, how have you been this week, Crystal?
1: I've been really good. I've got my coffee and my coffee Coke. So, and I've had a five hour energy, so I'm ready to go.
0: mine has got bubbles.
1: Yeah, that's coffee Coke.
0: Is it though? Is it though? So you can find us on a Facebook.
1: A Facebook or the Facebook.
0: The Facebook.
1: Or Facebook. As the
0: older folks say. Of course, <laughs> then again, only the old folks use Facebook now, right?
1: My kids do not understand it.
0: They don't understand it nor do they want to understand it sort of the same way I feel about Snapchat
1: Yeah I can't
0: Do they still use Snapchat They
1: do like everything is Snapchat I can't I think I deleted that out I
0: thought everything was TikTok now
1: Well I mean if you want to communicate with people it's Snapchat Okay And well, like you store your memories there The something. cool
0: thing is is I don't really care to communicate with people Exactly I'm Not a very communicative person Call me person. and leave
1: me a message and I'm going to ignore it Exactly so Just, just, send just me like a text. the old folks did Yeah send Call, me a text
0: leave a message I'll return your call at my earliest convenience.
1: Which is probably never.
0: Exactly. So you can find us on the Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. TikTok. You failed me again. Sorry. I am definitely docking your pay. (laughs) LinkedIn and on YouTube. On the social media sites, look for the user at Scary Savannah. If you want to find us on YouTube, just go to YouTube and type in Scary Savannah and Beyond.
1: I was just so excited that I put YouTube last because I know you like to say that last and I forgot about saying TikTok. Sorry.
0: Oh, well, at least (laughs) you were thinking about me. I was. You were thinking about, man, he's just so hard to get along with. I'm going to put down here and just ruin my entire train of thought. (laughs) Sorry. Look up Scary Savannah and Beyond (laughs) on YouTube. You can find us there. There is also a link to that on our website. And we do encourage you to go to our website, which can be found at www.scarysavannahandbeyond.com or www.scarysavannah.net. And we would thank you for going and checking out our Patreon page where you could support us for as little as $3 a month. That would be at patreon.com forward slash scary savannah. And we're about to hit a pretty impressive milestone, aren't we, Crystal?
1: We are. We're almost at 10,000 listens.
0: That's right. We started this little podcast back right at Halloween of 2021. We did. And we have had so many people listen, and I appreciate it. I think it's because they like your voice.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. It's I think your it's voice. Yours. I think it's yeah, yours.
0: My stunning <laughs> dulciment. Dulciment?
1: I haven't dulcet, even heard that word
0: before. Dulcet tones. Oh, okay. That's I think dulcimer's like an instrument. No, yeah, wait. That's, that's dulcimer. A dulcimer. You
1: have one of those. You I actually do
0: have... have a dulcimer it's hanging, hanging on, your on my wall oh. right beside my desk because mm-hmm. I love bluegrass.
1: It doesn't work though. Which
0: is actually not a bluegrass instrument. It's more Appalachian Mountain music mm-hmm. instrument, which fits along with my theme of liking. And being a, a certified paranormal expert for the 12 ghost stories that do pertain to the Blue Ridge Mountains in the Appalachian region, which is why I bought it.
1: I thought you found it at a thrift store.
0: I did. I did find it at a thrift store. I just had to give it a good story. You know how we are. Another thing we'd like to ask you to do is buy my lovely co-host some coffee because we need coffee. I've got coffee here. We couldn't even afford regular coffee for me. It's bubbly coffee.
1: (laughs) That's more expensive. It is? Yeah, this, this coffee cokes so are like two fifty. Oh my goodness one. gracious.
0: Well you need to buy us a coffee coke. If you go to our website, lower left hand corner of the screen, you'll see the little icon. It looks like a little yellow coffee cup it's right down here. And click on that and you can donate some coffee to Crystal. And we would greatly appreciate it if you would do that. And when you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel, give us a like, and leave some reviews that uh would help, little reviews, comments, things like that on yeah, the video. Yeah, review
1: on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now.
0: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podchaser. Yeah. All three of those, you can review our show, and you can find the links for all of those on our website. There's you a can tab. find the
1: link to anything on our website right now. I, I'm very
0: impressed with our website. I am. It's uh, really neat looking at this point. And we also want to mention real quick our merchandise. We're both wearing the shirts, and I've got the hat on. You can support us if you maybe go buy yourself a shirt, hat, (laughs) tote bag. I don't have Ferraris on there yet, but I am working on a deal to try to get those up in the premier section of the store. I can just, you know, finish some of these phone calls I'm never going to (laughs) make. And you can get 20% off for a limited time. Got a few of those coupons left. If you use Scary Savannah 20 at checkout on the store, you can find the store on the website. There's a tab there. And... Also, because we love you so much and you've gotten us so close to the 10,000 listens mark this quick, we wanted to start doing something that we mentioned briefly in the last episode each month. We want to start doing a merchandise giveaway. And would you like to tell them about that?
1: Um, All you have to do is go to our website and find the form. What does the form say? Giveaway?
0: Yeah, there's a tab at the top and it says giveaway.
1: And you'll answer three trivia questions, which you can find the answers to in our previous episodes. Then go to our latest YouTube video, like like it, and comment.
0: Yep. And what entered. can they win?
1: You can win your choice of a t-shirt and your choice of color. And size. Or, yeah, and size. Or a coffee mug, which comes with this yellow.
0: Or black. Or black. With our logo on both sides. It's really cool. We've had a few people get those already. Yeah. And we will be drawing those names in the first episode of each month. So our next drawing will be April 3rd. Because yes. that'll be the first Sunday of the month of April to give away the March merchandise. So you want to tell them about what's going on now in this episode?
1: This week, I'm excited because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things.
0: Aha, pimple popping.
1: <laughs> I wish. I don't think that. Well, it is kind of creepy. Peeling
0: off dead skin.
1: No. <laughs> no, my third favorite thing. Amusement parks. Fascia blasting? I like that too. Mm. Amusement parks. I love creepy old amusement parks and carnivals. Anytime. Every time
0: we're watching a TV show like Tales from the Crypt or something, there's an episode that comes on that features a carnival. Oh, I get excited. For that season of American Horror oh, Story that, that was at the carnival, she just gets all kinds of teed up.
1: <laughs> keyed up?
0: Is it teed, up, but teed I mean, up? It's keyed, keyed
1: up. up. Yeah. I'm a huge Stephen King fan, as you know, and his book Joyland is one of my favorites. Also, you loved it, too, didn't you?
0: It's a great book, and it's very unlike most of his other books. It is. So if you have issues with Stephen King, then still give this one a try.
1: Yeah, most of his novels are like 600 to 900 pages, and people are like, eh, I got that kind of time. It's
0: approaching George R. R. Martin yeah. territory. Yeah.
1: But Joyland is like maybe a couple hundred pages, and yeah. it's real we easy to We actually
0: listened to it originally as an audiobook. We and did, we...
1: and I think we listened to it on the beach one time, and then I read the actual Kindle version of it. And... I have too. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how much we like it.
1: But it takes place in a fictional amusement park called Joyland, and it's really creepy, and we recommend reading it.
0: Do you know that it's fictionally set in North Carolina as well?
1: I did know that. Hmm. I read the book. <laughs> Aha! Another reason I love amusement parks is because that's actually where we had our very first date back in 1996.
0: Yes, I asked her out in a series of cryptic notes that I drew comic book characters in and very strategically handed these to her to soften her up, to ask her to go somewhere with me. Still couldn't bring myself to do it. And um yeah. We ended up there anyway. Well, we did because her friend was friends with my friend.
1: Well, they were dating at the time. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> They're married to other people. But um, so we went to this theme park called Carowinds on the North Carolina South Carolina border. We spent all summer there basically because every had, summer. Yeah, we had no money and nothing else to do. So once
0: you get that season's pass, you don't have yeah. to pay anymore. <laughs> yeah. you Your get parents that free spend sixty bucks and then
1: they don't see you the rest of the summer. Exactly. So I used to be a lot braver back before we had kids. You were braver than me at I one would time. ride anything, but now, now that we had kids, I would I just like to go and I like the atmosphere.
0: We switched roles. I love roller yeah, coasters. You,
1: and you're scared of heights, so that makes no sense. But I'm you, terrified of heights. But you love those tall roller coasters.
0: Giga coasters.
1: Giga. Giga.
0: A Giga hostas.
1: Giga coasters. So Carowinds is part of the Cedar Fair chain of parks now. And like a lot of them, they have a Halloween event in the month of October. This one is called Scare winds. I
0: love Scare winds.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun, but Halloween's it is kind of scary. Holiday. Yeah. The scariest part to me is when this guy, he dresses like a potted plant and then he's like just a plant sitting beside you and then he just jumps out as you walk by.
0: That's the best.
1: Yeah, I love that one.
0: It inspired me.
1: So We haven't been there in years, but uh, no. the kids are talking about wanting to go this fall, so hopefully we'll get to make a trip up there
0: that's right i would love to go back to scare winds
1: although we won't be able to ride our very first roller coaster that we rode together
0: that would be a quite a feat if we could
1: yeah thunder road they tore it down
0: thunder road which actually was the only roller coaster i believe at the time that was located in two states
1: yeah, it would go halfway into North Carolina and half in South Carolina. Yeah, two it was, tracks. It was a twin coaster, and it was wooden, and it was painful, and it was horrible. And one went forward, and one went backwards. And All I wooden can't imagine, coasters hurt. I can't imagine riding it now would just yeah. be in so much pain.
0: All wooden roller coasters are painful. Not nearly as painful as the Hurler, though, oh, which yeah. is another roller coaster Yeah, that there. one's
1: terrible. So, yeah, that was uh, from Wayne's World, but they don't have that anymore. Totally. Totally. So, Scarewinds may be a little scary, but it's all actors and it's all in good fun. And you actually worked there one fall for one whole night. Oh, it was one night? I one thought you night. did it more than once.
0: Okay. So, you know how I want to be an actor or a voice actor. Yeah. And when we would go there to the park, you mentioned the potted plant guy. And I yeah. said, he's my inspiration. Well, basically, what he would do in the large open walkways, he'd get, he'd carry around a large potting planter. And he would get in it and just stand there. And you couldn't see it's a person. He yeah. literally looked like a bush. Uh-huh. And then he would just jump out. Sometimes he would dance and then it would scare people. And that, to me, made so much sense. It did. So I decided, even though I didn't need the job, I said, this would be fun. I would like to get into this and scare people because I'm just scary in general. Not usually in what the hospital. usually kind to of little, children. I little children. I terrify little children. Our youngest son wouldn't even speak to me for the first year and it had nothing <laughs> to do true. with anything I did to him. He Two just,
1: years, I think.
0: He was just scared of me. <laughs> I don't know why. I frightened small our children. Our nephews
1: were scared of you too.
0: Mm. It must be my eyebrows. Yeah, you have the angry, have angry, you have angry eyebrows. eyes. Well, I went and auditioned and they made me go into a room and they said, okay, act scary. So I frightened the guy. I mean, he asked for it. He was just me and this guy. Did guys. you do, just scream? Oh no, I didn't scream. I acted like I was a zombie, but mm. I, I just totally, hundred percent went crazy like I do. Mm. And I think I flipped a table over. So they <laughs> oh, offered gosh. me a job right on the spot. I'm like, man, this is going to be good because these some of the monsters get free reign of the park to yeah. roam around. Well, they also have these fun houses, scary mazes where people can mm-hmm. go into. Well, they put me into the, uh, I think it was actually called the uh toy factory, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And they had me dress up and I don't know if any of our readers will remember this, if they're our age, they probably would, but there was a book called uh, Goosebumps Yeah. and there was this mannequin, this uh, dummy uh ventriloquist dummy, I think, doll. And they had me <laughs> they dress up like that. Yeah. They dressed me up like that, which is okay. <laughs> but then they put me at the end of a maze where people come out of a thing that, creates claustrophobia. Oh, these, yeah. these blowing up bags. Bags and they and it's dark and they're coming. and as soon as they dump out of that, I'm standing in the corner dressed up like a dummy with the mask on, and then it's my job to scare them. Well that's the perfect place to get punched.
1: Oh, did you get punched? No, no oh, one okay. ever
0: got violent with me. I was only there for the one night. Oh. <laughs> And it was just so boring. I could
1: have sworn you were there longer because we came through there and saw you. Yes, the one oh, night I worked there. Oh, was the one there, night. Oh, okay. And
0: I hated it because oh. I didn't get to walk Wasn't around. was the music like
1: really loud? The music in your head? was
0: extremely loud, mm-hmm. and it was headache. the song they play at basketball games over and over mm-hmm. and over. And I just got sick of it, and I didn't get to scare anybody because they were in such a hurry after that claustrophobia to get out that they just ran right past <laughs> me, and half of them didn't even see me. Oh. I don't even know that y'all noticed me when you I didn't by. recognize
1: you. Because you come because you out, were wearing and I'm a dummy standing mask. in a
0: corner. They didn't let me move around, even yeah. in the maze. Yeah. And I'm like, you're wasting all this talent. They
1: did waste talent. They squandered an opportunity. Oh, just man. think of where you could be now. If I
0: could have been there, I might have been moved up to like assistant potted plant yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: you could have been. Or one of those guys that had like the metal things on their knees and they slide across. Remember that? That would
0: have been amazing. Yeah. But I'm too old for that. And I You're too old for that now. Lot, my knees hurt. So <laughs> That was a while back. Hey, I just got to hang on to the hope of voice acting, I guess, maybe. So what about the parks we're going to talk about today?
1: Yeah, so that might not be real terror, but the ones we're going to talk about scary tonight- scary to me. They have some actual- ghosts and scary stories associated, so we're going to get started first with the various Disney parks. Did you know that the Disney parks are haunted?
0: I assume everything's haunted until I find out otherwise.
1: Oh, okay. Well, see, I've never been to Disney. You have.
0: I have been to Disney (laughs) in Florida, Orlando.
1: Yeah, so this first one takes place in the Magic Kingdom in Disney World, Florida. You would think a place dubbed the happiest place on Earth wouldn't also be one of the most haunted, but they say that it is.
0: There they go again.
1: Yeah, people apparently like to bring the ashes of their dead relatives and spread them in the park. Do you know that?
0: No, I did not.
1: I guess. So that the loved ones can live on in Disney World for eternity? I don't know. Maybe it's
0: cheaper. That's weird. To dispose of the ashes in the theme park. Well, can't you
1: just dump your ashes anywhere? Like yeah, on but the side there's of no the road. sentimental
0: value to dumping your ashes off by the goodwill, <laughs> or maybe even donating yourself to the goodwill. It'd be like, put your nice little <laughs> cardboard box. They put your ashes in, and then be sitting right beside you know a flower vase from the '70s and a busted VHS cassette player.
1: This happens so frequently that Disney actually had to make a rule against it. It's strictly prohibited, and if you do it, they can escort you out of the park permanently.
0: I wonder how people try to sneak ashes into the park anyway.
1: I don't know. It's like, what, do you got an urn on your shirt? I don't know.
0: Maybe they put it in a water canteen.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. The most popular place to sprinkle your ashes is in the Haunted Mansion attraction.
0: That was my favorite attraction when we were there. Right behind the 3D theater where they played a Michael Jackson video. That was true terror.
1: Staff say that they're always vacuuming up human ashes. Like I think that's worse than it just dumping like something someone. You would hear
0: about in Savannah? Yeah, they'd be like, well, yeah. "Well, you know, you can go down there and work <laughs> on that restaurant down on Broughton. You know, we've got a <laughs> opening for a ash vacuumer." Ash
1: vacuum. So this might be why people report seeing so many ghosts. Either way, that's creepy. Like sprinkling your ashes inside a ride. I don't know.
0: I think it's sentimental.
1: There's a ghost there called the Man with the cane. He appears in the mansion at night. And he died in a plane crash. This is what they say. He died in a plane crash in a lake near the park. And now he spends his time wandering around the house with his cane.
0: Well, I know why he's wandering around there. Why? Because they're conditioned.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Another ghost in the mansion is said to be that of a little boy who can be heard crying for his mother. One man claims to have captured a picture of the boy. I've seen the photo and it's pretty creepy. And we're going to post it. And I don't know if you're going to put it on the screen. I'll try. There you go. And it's pretty scary, but who knows if it's real or not, because people can do anything with cameras, even make me look good.
0: <laughs> it doesn't take a camera to do that, and you know that.
1: <laughs> I've never been in the Haunted Mansion, but they say the version we have today is toned down because when they were previewing it back in the 60s, a man was so scared that he had a heart attack and died. This forced Disney to scale back the terror.
0: Well, I did go in the Haunted is Mansion. Is scary? In 1989, uh-huh. and it wasn't scary to me, and it didn't seem like it was geared up to even be scary. And well, I was this is
1: why because somebody had a heart attack, and I so. was even
0: scared of like the incredible Lou Ferrigno's Incredible yeah, Hulk. I when that, that show would come on, I would freak out and hide behind a couch, but I would never not watch it, I just couldn't watch that scene oh. the same way that my little brother, when we'd watch Fraggle Rock. Could not watch the gorgs.
1: He'd <laughs> have to hide.
0: He was terrified of the gorgs. That's funny. That's what they were called, right? The gorgs Gourds or gorgs. Or I think something. it's the gorgs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so it's not scary anymore. It it, I guess.
0: Is, it wasn't scary at the time, but I guess it. The thing that scared me the most was the fact that I had to wait in line.
1: Yeah, that's probably scary. I
0: hate waiting in lines.
1: So the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is so haunted that the workers have to say good morning to a ghost named George. If they forget, then the ride will break down for the entire day. I guess George is sensitive. Oh, George. It seems George was a welder who died during the construction of the ride in the 60s. Performers in the attraction have heard his footsteps. They receive phone calls from an empty control room, and he's even been captured on the monitors inside the ride. His spirit seems to like to hang out in the burning town scene.
0: Hmm. Act- I remember that.
1: Oh, there is. You remember it? it I was remember there the that one. Yeah. Actors experience cold spots, and the animatronics often malfunction.
0: I think that's just a matter of poor maintenance.
1: <laughs> some claim that if guests say they don't believe in George, their boat will experience unexplained delays, and some of the, some of them become very sick afterwards. That
0: might have more to do with the food at the park. It might. Then George. Unless George actually cooks in the kitchen too, which is entirely That's possible, true.
1: it's also said that when they built the ride in 1967, they used real skeletons because they didn't think fake skeletons at the time were real looking enough, so they wanted the real thing.
0: Who was designing this park? Weirdos. Weirdos. You think Disney was walking around? He's like, he looked down at the work they were doing, and there's yeah. old George sitting there, you know, <laughs> welding away, <and laughs> welding he's like,
1: the skeletons and he's together.
0: Like, Wait a second, that. Skeleton does not look real enough, George. <laughs> How long have you been working here? And George is like, I don't know. I've only been. And he's like, Poof, and just pushed him off into oh, the, that's the little happened. lake. And that's why George is angry to this day. Follow me for more tips and tricks on your next Disney vacation.
1: Supposedly, over the years, the real skeletons have been replaced with fake ones, but they claim that there's a couple that are still the real thing.
0: That sounds like an urban legend.
1: It does. But I think, like, I've seen. There's compelling evidence of pictures that look exactly the same from like the 70s as they do now. It's the same skull and the same rib cage on this one particular one. All right. And they don't want to replace it because apparently getting rid of human remains is a whole thing these days.
0: Uh, Yeah. So let's just leave it up. So they
1: can't just like go throw it in the trash or vacuum it up or any of that. So
0: Seems like if they They knew it it was real human remains, the authorities would be involved.
1: (laughs) They got it from the UCLA Medical Center, like.
0: What if one of them is George?
1: It could be. Does one of
0: them have a cane?
1: I don't know. He has a sword through his ribs, so
0: Uh maybe. Yeah, he could have just been any random visitor to the park. He could have.
1: So there's another ride called It's a Small World.
0: That ride's terrifying. Is it? It's terrifying because the animatronics are possessed by the devil.
1: (laughs) That's what they say. So there's a legend that a little boy hung himself on the ride in 1999, like in the rafters.
0: I don't know how a little boy could even get into the attraction, let alone up to where the rafters are.
1: One family claims to have captured a picture of a small child hanging in these rafters. And I'll post a picture of this and you can put it on the screen. It looks like a kid standing there, but you know. You
0: know, if I worked at the park and this is like one of the many reasons I would be fired from a job day one, I would (laughs) go in here and get a little mannequin. Oh, gosh. Do you remember those little things you could buy at the hobby store that all the uh, country ladies would get and it looked like a little oh, stuffed yes. doll of a kid yes. playing hide and seek? One
1: that you put under a tire one time?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yes.
1: Yeah. So we have a and photo of that, that.
0: picture that my daughter gave to me. This is World's greatest, greatest Dad. It says World's Greatest Dad. And there's dad. like a fake like, kid under a tire. And there's a... <laughs> <laughs> I have serious problems. And... I would go buy one of those <laughs> and hang it from the rafters, but not tell anybody. And just wait to see if anyone notices. See if I could start my whole own ghost legend.
1: Oh, that would be great.
0: Until I think you I got, should quit uh, your
1: job and let's just go do this.
0: It really is one of my dreams.
1: So on this ride, workers claim that once they've turned everything off, the dolls and animatronics will move on on their own and they can hear giggling and singing we've already heard about how
0: ghosts feel about electronic devices
1: i just think animatronics are creepy anyway and they just scare me i don't like them in any shape or form
0: have you ever seen one being maintenanced before where they take like the skin and stuff off and you can see the servos and everything well it's not really skin but it's covering (laughs) and then you can see the animatronics in it sort of looks like the terminator
1: yeah i don't like it so space mountain did you read space Mountain?
0: I was too scared.
1: Okay. Well, it's said to have a ghost. You'll find out more
0: about why I'm so scared when we get to one of my segments and I talk about how I used to feel about roller coasters.
1: Okay. Space Mountain is said to have a ghost called Mr. One Way. He is said to sit next to single passengers and he has red hair and a red face. And it's believed to be the spirit of a man who died on the ride in the 1970s. And I just say, don't sit alone. Have a friend. Take a friend.
0: What happens in the dark too? I, mm-hmm. I had this book called Burn Bombs: Guide to Disney World. Uh-huh. And when when I found out we were going to Disney World, I would read it every day. Uh-huh. And it talks about every single ride at the park. And uh-huh. I wanted to ride Space Mountain until I got there and saw it. And I was <laughs> like, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And I'm not man enough to ride it.
1: Well, but, you were nine.
0: Was no, I? No, no, you were
1: 1989? 11. You were, yeah, 11. Uh, I, can't I was nine. You were 11.
0: Yeah, I just, I didn't ride it. So instead we went to the Epcot Center Ball. <laughs> It was a lot less intense.
1: What about the Tower of Terror? Was that there? No. Oh, I thought it was newer. It's said to have the ghost of an actor who played a bellhop. While working on the ride one day, he suddenly dropped dead. He's been seen frequently and has even been captured on camera, supposedly. Who knows? With all the things they can do with cameras, who knows? What that,
0: that ride's can. relatively new, so it seems like if that had happened, there would've would, been would probably the be something said about it. And there probably would have been a... a, a post or a picture of it happening, because instead of saving him, they would have just been like, oh, he just dropped dead.
1: <laughs> you know. He's a very mischievous ghost. He likes to turn the lights on, make them flicker, make loud noises, freak people out.
0: Mm, so as you do. Yeah, that's basically what I would be if I was a ghost.
1: Just annoying?
0: I mean, that's what I am in real life.
1: It would drive you crazy that you wouldn't be able to talk to people and they wouldn't be able to hear you.
0: Who says I would not be able to be heard?
1: Well, we'll find out.
0: So? We're going to Disney next week. Oh, I, no, I thought we're not. you meant something completely <laughs> different about that. No, we're not going to Disney. You're not making it home
1: tonight, Brett. <laughs> so back in 1974, Disney opened its own island called Discovery Island. Sounds
0: like it, Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, it was sort of like that, but not at all. It didn't have any dinosaurs. yeah. It closed in 1999 and was abandoned. Because they didn't have dinosaurs. Now it looks really scary. And it's said to be haunted by the ghosts of Disney mascots, like those old-timey ones. And they terrorize anyone who dares to venture out there. To me, this is terrifying. I don't like mascots or animatronics, so I would never go there.
0: Or being in public in general.
1: Yeah, but especially if there's mascots involved, I'm not going anywhere near it.
0: You, have you seen what Ronald McDonald used to look yes. like? Of have you seen
1: what Mickey Mouse used to look like?
0: Yeah, he. It's th- terrifying. It's like these old Halloween pictures. Yes. No. And you're like, stay away from me.
1: What? I can see
0: why kids are scared of things like I that know. because it really looks like your parents. Are like, okay, go play with Mickey, and Mickey's like, rabbit. <laughs> At <laughs> least that's what I would do if I played the character. Which is another reason why I would have the job for about twenty minutes.
1: Over in Disneyland, California, Walt Disney used to have a small apartment over the firehouse attraction. There's a small lamp in the window, and the park keeps it on every day. It's said that Walt used to turn it on when he was there to let the staff know he was around. There's an urban legend around this lamp. The reason they leave the light on it is this. Shortly after his death, a woman went in to clean the apartment. She turned the lamp off when she was done, but when she left and went downstairs and looked up in the window, it was still on. She thought that she must have just forgotten and didn't turn the lamp off. So she went back upstairs, turned it off again, went back downstairs and looks up in the window and the lamp's on. So she goes up again and she turns the lamp off and she just stands there and looks at it. And while she's watching it, it turns on and she hears a voice say, I'm still here.
0: Did it say it like that? Or did it say, I'm still here?
1: That's exactly how it said it. Okay, I figured it would. After that, the staff decided to leave the lamp on for good as a tribute to Walt Disney. I guess that's the least they could do to leave his light on. So maybe he can find his cryogenically preserved head.
0: I think that's a Simpsons episode, actually. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Disney's cryogenically frozen head.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously, that's an urban legend.
0: (laughs) Or is that what they would have you think?
1: No, I'm pretty sure it is.
0: Mm, maybe we should get Big Disney on the phone. Okay. Get them on the phone. Give us a call, Big Disney. Let's call
1: them Collect.
0: We'd like to call you Collect, just like them <laughs> pilots did and see if they take our call. I think the odds would probably be just about as good that they would. What do you think? I think so. So that's going to bring us to our second it location, is. right? It is. And this one is actually a little bit more scary in the truest sense of scary, right?
1: I'm excited. I am too. I haven't heard this story before.
0: Okay, well, what I'm going Tell to be talking about, about is the Lake Shawnee Haunted Amusement Park. Haunted. Haunted,
1: and, and this is actually
0: that. in West Virginia, so they might actually say it that way.
1: Oh, they definitely do.
0: I don't know if they are as redneck there as I sound. They are, but they may be. I've
1: met several people from West Virginia, and they usually are. Okay,
0: well, we don't want to typecast everybody, but <laughs> I feel I would fit in. What you, you think? Would. So, since we're moving on from Disney, we're going to move all the way up from Florida to West Virginia, into a obscure little park that is called the Lake Shawnee, and it's in the city of Princeton, West Virginia. Princeton is a city that is in the county seat of Mercer County, and it's actually so nice, supposedly, that it's been called the jewel of the South in past decades. <laughs> But it houses one of the most haunted attractions in the world. Set alongside Lake Shawnee, you will find a defunct amusement park, which, oddly enough, was known as the Lake Shawnee (laughs) Amusement Park.
1: They were real original there.
0: They put a lot of thought into it. They did. I bet
1: they took a pole.
0: Probably, and all three but, answers were Lake Shawnee, exactly. amusement park, yeah. and then there was like twenty seven percent of them voted for option four. Yeah, you know, the park opened in the year nineteen twenty six, and it operated for forty years before closing in nineteen sixty seven. It was infamously known for at least two deaths that happened during its run, mm-hmm. and I've checked out the pictures of this place, and I'm thinking. That that is an extremely conservative number. Really? Yes. I think I nearly got dismembered just witnessing the rusty (laughs) bones of some of the still standing rides.
1: So So you think like their maintenance crew was like what we saw back when they used to bring that little carnival to town every year in Stanley? It was like they got one guy like literally up on the Ferris wheel with a screwdriver and a wrench like tightening it down.
0: And another guy, like literally holding, holding the ride the guy. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, this will be fine. Yeah.
1: So, was it that kind of vibe?
0: Yeah, yeah. Probably had a long ponytail and balding oh, on the top. For sure.
1: And he's wearing a wife beater. And
0: they got one screwdriver three And the between other guy's the three wearing overalls. Yeah. They have to each borrow the Phillips head screwdriver <laughs> yeah. as they need to fix things. <laughs> and
1: he's got to be named Cletus.
0: Yeah. Well, Cletus or Wayne. Wayne's well, a good that's the name. the other guy. Yeah. yeah. So, Crystal, I've shown you the pictures. What do you think about the place?
1: I think I am never going there.
0: Okay, so we're definitely going there. Okay. And let me tell you a little bit about the history of this
1: family-friendly attraction. Please do.
0: you know what they say about real estate, right? There are three rules that make a piece of land successful. And in no particular order, these three rules are location, location, location. And the founder of this amusement park, entrepreneur C.T. Snidow, I think I'm pronouncing it right. If I'm not, please don't be offended. And I mean, come on, guy with a name like that. There's no way he's not an evil villain. Oh, for sure. Snide Owl. Snide Owl. I need to Google him and you know take a look at his picture and see if he has one of those snidly whiplash mustaches <laughs> like they had in the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, you know?
1: Yeah, he he's definitely like, did.
0: oh, I'm opening a, a park. park. Mm, <laughs> here's the survey for names.
1: We'll call it. Lake Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
0: Wow, I missed my calling in life. I should have been an did. evil villain.
1: I know, (laughs) an evil villain.
0: Instead of a good villain, an (laughs) anti-hero. Yes. And what better place to build an amusement park for the enjoyment of children and the entertainment of families than on land where a Native American massacre occurred?
1: Perfect location, it really
0: only makes sense.
1: All I can see with this guy is like, did you ever? I don't, you probably didn't because it's a girl thing. Didn't he never watch um, strawberry shortcake?
0: No, and, and the boys didn't watch that. We watched GI Joe and Transformers. I
1: know, but are you familiar with it at all? And if you
0: were really, you know, one step back, you watch Go Bots.
1: Well, did you he ever heard of the peculiar purple pie man, of porcupine peak? Oh,
0: I remember that thing.
1: Yes, that's who I see being this guy. Yeah, that's opening this. amusement That's probably park. exactly you see what that? he looked like when and he walked thinking, up. <laughs> and they're know, like, yeah. "Why are you here?" And yeah. he's like, "I would open an amusement park." Yes, for, yeah, that's what I can see. That's all I can. <laughs> that's all I can see. Go look him up. Yeah. He's creepy.
0: But before we go further about this amusement park, let's dive into the horrifying event so that we can set the stage for the supposed haunting. Okay. And there is an article by Reverend Shirley Donnelly called The Massacre of the Clay Children, published in the Beckley Post-Herald on September 5th, 1979. And it recounts the event as follows. And I've actually abridged it a little bit for duration of the story but if you want to read the entire article you can go find it for yourself there and i do have to warn you that it is pretty graphic and gruesome Mm. so here's your trigger warning if you don't like graphic and gruesome stuff (laughs) this happened in august of 1783 at clover bottom which is now known as shawnee lake mitchell clay had a homestead here at the time mitchell was the first european settler in the area In August, Clay had harvested his crop of small grain, and wanting to get the benefit of the pasture for his cattle, asked two of his sons, Bartley and Ezekiel, to build a fence around the stacks of grain. While Clay was out hunting, the two sons were building fence pens around the grain stacks. The older daughter, with some of the younger girls, was down on the riverbank putting out the family washing. While this was in progress, a marauding body of 11 Native Americans crept up to the edge of the field and shot young Bartley Clay dead. Mm. When the girls heard the shot that killed their brother, they headed for the house to their safety. Unfortunately, their path led them right to where Bartley had fallen. One of the marauders attempted to scout the youth and at the same time capture the older girl, Tabitha Clay. She was trying to defend the body of her brother. In the struggle, the girl reached for the knife which hung at his belt. She didn't succeed and was literally cut to pieces before she was killed. Hmm. Ezekiel, who was about 16, was captured by another. About the time of the Indian attack, a man named Lincoln Blankenship called at the clay cabin. When Mrs. Clay saw her daughter Tabitha in her death struggle, she begged Blankenship to go and shoot the savage and save her daughter's life. But Blankenship ran away from the scene (laughs) and reported to settlers on the New River that the Clay family had been murdered by the Native Americans. When they got the scalps of Bartley and Tabitha Clay, they left the area with Ezekiel Clay as their prisoner. Mrs. Clay took the bodies of Bartley and Tabitha to the house and laid them on the bed. She then took her small children and made her way through the woods to the home of James Bailey, six miles distance. Meanwhile, Mitchell Clay retraced his steps homeward and discovered the scene of Har, thinking all his family had been killed or captured, Mitchell Clay left his cabin and headed for the settlements on New River. So this is a pretty horrific story. Yeah, and when it goes on, it talks about how they pursued them and eventually did find some of these Native Americans and they killed them. But not before they took Ezekiel that they had as captive and they burned him at the stake.
1: Oh. Isn't that awful? That's terrible.
0: And it it is truly terrible, and I Mm -hmm. don't mean to make light of it, Mm -hmm. but that is historic facts that have happened back to Snidely. I mean, (laughs) Schneidau. He purchased the land in 1926 and began developing an amusement park for the people of Mercer County, West Virginia. This park, Proved to be very popular with the locals, having such state of the art attractions as a Ferris wheel and even the ever coveted swing ride.
1: I still like that ride. It doesn't scare me.
0: I'm always game for a swing ride. (laughs) The park had also a swimming pool, a racetrack, concession stands, a dance hall, and cabins so that patrons could stay the night. Hmm. Didn't even have to go home. You could hang out down by the lake. Cool. It lasted for many years, as we've said, but finally met its end in 1967 as the park was closed because of a failed health inspection.
1: That's all it takes?
0: I don't know what inspection the health was if they maybe didn't keep the hot dogs cold enough. (laughs) Or maybe like the fifth dismembered child was like, well, I guess we're going to have to drop you from a D to an E. Yeah. And they're just like, well, I guess we'll just close the park then. I'll, (laughs) I'll take my Ricky rides and go home. In 1985, Gaylord White, now that name Mm -hmm. screams proprietor of a haunted amusement park, Mm -hmm. does it not? He was a former employee that had worked at the park. He had plans to reopen it and return it to its former glory. So he purchased the land and even briefly reopened it in the summer of 1987. But keeping with the theme of why in the world would we put a theme park here? In 1988, an archaeological dig uncovered numerous Native American artifacts, as well as human remains, on the property that had been buried years before the arrival of settlers.
1: Hmm.
0: It seems that a total of 13 skeletons were uncovered, and mostly those were the remains of young children. White was able to briefly reopen the park after this, though, but it closed for good as an amusement park after three years. To be fair, it seems that Snot Al did not know about the land's history when purchasing the land. So I assume we'll give him a pass on that one. So
1: they don't have to disclose that when you're buying it?
0: Apparently, they didn't in the 1920s. Oh, I don't know. Hey. Or maybe they just didn't tell him, or maybe he just said he didn't know.
1: Yeah, most likely.
0: If he had the mustache, I'm thinking, then they probably did tell him. He's like, well, I just won't tell anybody. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the tragedies at the park, shall we? Fine. Yeah. While the park was operating, it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows. You don't say. I do. Things here started going wrong. A little girl in a pink ruffled dress was tragically killed after climbing into the circular swing set. As she swooped around, she was struck and killed by a truck that backed into the path of the swing.
1: Why was there a truck near the swings?
0: You're asking logical <laughs> questions that you know I don't have the answers to. That's how these stories work, <laughs> Crystal. Okay. Another child, a boy, drowned in the swimming pond. He was found by his mother, his arm stuck in a drain. Ew. That's sad. Yeah. It's reported in the Visit West Virginia website that the park rides were responsible for a total of six deaths. Mm. Still, I say.
1: That's loud.
0: Conservative. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this leads us to the ghosts of Lake Shawnee. I would be shocked to find out that this place wasn't crawling with ghosts just by looking at the pictures yeah, of the place. It's
1: definitely got some stories. Yeah,
0: the story makes it sound like this place should be located in Savannah, Georgia, not West Virginia, right?
1: But where would they put an amusement park? Like, just stick it right downtown in the middle of everything? Put it right in
0: Forsyth Park. That's <laughs> oh, big that enough. Would, just yeah. stick it right there. I mean, after all, we also love building things over the top of the dead here, right? No, we do. You know, it just seems like it'd be a great fit.
1: We need a as well.
0: I mean, visitors there have heard footsteps, mysterious chants, and children. You know, your favorite kind of ghost, right? I
1: hate ghost children.
0: Yeah. So speaking of the swings, where the girl died, Gaylord said to the travel channel. Sometimes the seat will start to move underneath your hand until you feel cold air blowing through the seat. And when you get to the middle, you feel something warm. And we believe that's her spirit. Hmm. White has even said that he's seen the ghost of the little girl and her dress was covered in blood. Hmm. She looked at me, and as long as she looked at me, I couldn't move, he said. It's claimed that the old swings still rattle and that on the seat of the Ferris wheel, you can catch the ghost of a man sitting. And the pool I had mentioned earlier, where the boy drowned, mm-hmm. has long since been filled over, but it's said that you can still hear the sounds of children's laughter echoing through the park yeah. around the pool. And this one sounds very Savannah. One time, someone got locked in a crusty old ticket booth, even though the doors do not lock. <laughs> Sounds like a bathroom in any given yeah. restaurant or bar here, doesn't it? Yeah, they it?
1: can take the locks off, but that won't stop the ghost. Yeah.
0: If you would like to visit this place yourself, they do a yearly dark carnival event where tours are hosted.
1: Ooh. Can we go?
0: I would love to. But then we would have to leave Savannah. And I know yeah, how you feel about that. But
1: if we're going to a dark carnival, I'll I mean game. come on. I'll make how an far exception. wait, how far is West Virginia?
0: I don't know, between one and all of the miles. Oh,
1: I know it's a lot.
0: We we can fly. They have
1: airports, I'm sure.
0: Of course, they have airports, Crystal. (laughs) It's not like you're flying to Antarctica.
1: I know, but if it's like the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, you might have to drive three hours once you get out of the airport.
0: They did force me to drive to West Virginia one time for my job.
1: Yeah, but not from Georgia.
0: No, but it was from North Carolina. And I did have to drive around the mountains uh, approximately two and a half days.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) That might have just
0: been how fast I drive. (laughs) That's not true. So go on. Lake Shawnee's Facebook page, and you can search for the Dark Carnival event. And if they're doing it this year, I don't think they did it last year, then you can find out information and tickets for that there. So that brings us to our next story, which is going to be by Crystal.
1: So we're going to be talking about the Pripyat Amusement Park in the Ukraine. If Disney is said to be the happiest place on Earth, then the saddest place on Earth is probably Pripyat.
0: It sounds sad.
1: It is. The city of Pripyat was founded in 1970 as a city to serve the nearby nuclear power plant Chernobyl. Uh
0: Uh-oh, things just went south real fast.
1: Yeah. This was a very rich city due to the nearby plant. Most of the residents were workers at the plant, and it was, you know, home for them and their families. Yes. It was a very beautiful city featuring a cultural center and a soccer stadium, and it offered a very nice way of life for the people who lived there.
0: It looked pretty nice in that a miniseries or whatever it was we watched that talked about the Chernobyl event. Didn't yeah.
1: It? If you look at the before and after photos, it's just crazy. And we're going to post some of those. It's very eerie. 36 years of being exposed to the elements have left the city and the amusement rides in complete disrepair. Nature has definitely taken over. The Population grew to nearly 50,000 before its evacuation the day following the Chernobyl nuclear disaster on April 26th, 1986.
0: That is a lot more people than I would have thought.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. The people of Pripyat were told to evacuate and take only their documents and necessities and that they would be able to return in a few days. But, like I said, it's been 36 years and they were never able to go back. Hmm. Obviously because of the higher radiation levels.
0: Well, I mean, they'll probably be able to go back home in a few thousand years.
1: (laughs) Maybe. The Pripyat Amusement Park had been built as a temporary park to entertain the citizens And was supposed to open on May 1st, 1986 to celebrate May Day.
0: That sounds real close to certain events.
1: Yeah, it was supposed it was like five, six days later-ish. So it obviously wasn't gonna happen. And the story is that when the people of Pripyat got word of the disaster at Chernobyl, like all they could see was some smoke. You know, they would go to the bridge and they could see some smoke, but they didn't really know what was going on. So the officials decided to go ahead and open the park on April twenty seventh as a way to entertain and try to, to distract the citizens so that yeah. they wouldn't be so alarmed because they didn't know what was going to happen. So it actually operated for only one day.
0: About as long as I worked at a amusement park. <laughs> exactly. So
1: the most coincidental?
0: Stri- <laughs> I think not.
1: The most striking image of the park is the eighty five foot yellow Ferris wheel. Its once bright color is faded and rusted.
0: 85 feet is Mm -hmm. really tall.
1: It's tall.
0: For Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some roller coasters that only go 100 feet.
1: Mm -hmm. So there are bumper cars, a carousel, and swings, and they're all falling apart and frozen in time. Pripyat is located in the zone of alienation, which means it has some of the highest levels of radiation, and the amusement park area is said to have extremely high levels.
0: Wow, I would not want to be there. Although people do apparently go there. We've watched these, mm-hmm. what do they call them, dark tourists or yeah, something to tourist. that effect, where they go dark to these tourism, yeah. Go to these places where it's either extremely dangerous or extremely off limits or both. And they go, and we watched one where they went to Chernobyl, and they all went there, and they were all freaking out because their Geiger counters were going off. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what did you expect was going to happen <laughs>
1: yeah. So even with Pripyat being a ghost town, there are no actual ghost accounts in this park, but it's definitely haunted. That
0: you know of exactly because, because people nobody's don't go there, there yeah. except for the dude on the Netflix show.
1: Surprisingly, the city is open for tours with tour guides closely monitoring radiation levels, but I don't trust that.
0: That's pretty much the same way of saying, oh yeah, we definitely take tourists in North Korea. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: You'll love yeah. it here.
1: Especially with what's going on in the world these days, I don't know if you can even get there, but... Before this, you could have.
0: I don't think you can get there based on things that have yeah, happened not, recently.
1: Not right now, but before that, people were allowed to go there, which is like doesn't seem safe.
0: But. Well, maybe it's good for them. They can't go there now.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So that's going to bring us to our next creeptacular location. Oh,
1: you invented a new word. I, I like did. it.
0: I want to make a hashtag on it, put it on a shirt.
1: Creeptacular.
0: Trademark it, sell it, become a millionaire a beard, shave it off, move back to Savannah, tell everybody about how I used to be rich and whatnot because of my creep-tacular hashtag. It really sounds like a plan that can't fail.
1: You have everything figured out, don't you?
0: I have a lot of words to say and nobody that wants to hear them.
1: Well, somebody does. Somebody's listening.
0: It's, It's actually me. I'm those 10,000 listeners. I'm sorry. You just keep
1: listening to yourself over and over. You just like cut me out and listen to yourself. I don't even
0: need you, baby. You don't. I just just got the video so I could see your face while listening to myself (laughs) talk. It's all I need your face and my voice. It's like, what
1: if my face and like you just show my face and you're talking and I.
0: But I can talk for you. (laughs) Yeah. You'd be like, you'd look at me, just move your mouth when I say,
1: hey, Brett, you're so beautiful. No, it wouldn't work. Okay. Okay. That's not what I meant.
0: Not what you would sound like anyway. I, I would I would totally do your voice like this. Hey Brett, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Next, our creeptacular location is
0: in our great home state of North Carolina. And this one's gonna be going back to something that I really enjoyed as a child and still do. This one is particularly interesting, but we need to note up front that it falls more into our oddity category than haunted. But then again, there are many definitions of the word haunted, spooky, ethereal, surreal.
1: Creeptacular.
0: Creeptacular. Hashtag creeptacular. All of these could describe the twisted remains of a former attraction nestled in the city of Beach Mountain, North Carolina. We are talking about none other than the Land of Oz theme park.
1: I can't believe I'd never heard of
0: this. And I hadn't either as a kid. No. And it's uh, it's amazing to me because...
1: Yeah, we weren't that far from it.
0: We weren't that far from County. it. It's County. Because when I was a kid, I was actually obsessed with the L. Frank Baum books about Oz. And I don't know if everyone knows, but there's more than just The Wizard of Oz. He wrote he used a used to read bunch them to our
1: children when I were little. It them,
0: I tried to. Bored on my thing.
1: I think they liked some of yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I did. I did read it. And he actually... That, that series was continued by other authors as it oh, went yeah. on. Uh, But there are a lot of Oz books. Hmm. And in a funny enough tie to this story, I had an opportunity to go to Carowinds because we live near Carowinds. Mm -hmm. And I was a small child at the time. And it's a big theme park, as we said, a lot of roller coasters on the border of North and South Carolina. And does currently have some of the best roller coasters in the entire nation. I love the Mm -hmm. coasters now. But back when I was a smaller child... I was terrified of roller coasters. I was so scared that my dad was going to make me ride a roller coaster that when they told us they were going to take me and my younger brother to Carowinds, which most kids would have went crazy for (laughs) at the time because it was a treat. I was like, no, not for me. I don't want to go. So you though made my dad mad.
1: Oh, that's so him. Yeah. Yeah, He's mad. He's like, You
0: gotta go, Britt. And I'm like, I'm not going. So
1: Well, you were unruly. I was
0: unruly. My aunt said that about me.
1: That made you angrier.
0: I hate that word. I also hate the word guzzler. They yeah, call she guzzler. calls you a
1: guzzler. An unruly guzzler. An unruly.
0: If she had said them both in the same sentence, I probably would have had a tantrum. <laughs> I talked them into not making me go, so I went to my grandmother's house, and I took my big stack of Oz books that I had with me, and I sat there, and I read those at my grandmother's house while my brother went and rode roller coasters, and I... I'm frankly amazed that neither of us knew this place existed, especially me, because I've been a big fan of the Wizard of Oz for many years, and it turns out it was only two hours away from where we used to live, which, you know, who knew? So let me give you a little history about the park to start with. The 16-acre park was opened in 1970 under the guidance of Grover Robbins, who had been successful with Tweetsie Railroad. Which we I am both familiar know. with Tweetsie. Tweetsie yeah. Railroad, if you haven't heard of it, is a really interesting park in Blowing Rock, North Carolina, which is very close to where our daughter went to college, Go App State, Ripeside right Boom. We had
1: to ride, drive by it to get to. You do. To it's in between
0: Blowing Rock and. Boom. Boom, yeah. So you see it when you go by. It features an old-timey steam locomotive train.
1: Yeah, it also has a tilt-a-whirl, which we took Ethan, our oldest son, on when he was two. And that's the last time we've been there. That's 22 years yeah. ago.
0: When I was a kid, I was scared of Tweetsie Railroad, I was too. too. I was scared of the train. And the reason being, and I don't even remember this, but they took me more than once. And yeah. the first time I went, it's a real... Steam fired okay. engine, so it's burning stuff, and it spits out embers. And apparently, one of the burning embers got in my eye Aww. when I was a kid, because I have horrible luck with everything in life. I yeah. pretty much just yeah, you almost bad luck uh,
1: got your eye cut too when you were a baby. So you had a yeah. lot of trauma in your Yeah, I almost lost my
0: eye because of a fractured plate, but I was so young, I don't remember that. Mm. And I almost didn't. Well, to be fair, like me and my brother do have issues because <laughs> I almost stepped his eye out with a broken <laughs> car antenna. We well, playing. it
1: makes a perfect sword.
0: Yeah. Is no, it wasn't a broken core antenna. It was a Radio like a, a, a sheared off uh, golf club or something. I oh, don't know. Gosh. Whatever it was, it was really sharp and I scarred him for life. Oh,
1: wow.
0: As you do when you're brothers and you're playing as children, I almost killed him.
1: So <laughs> yeah. fun times.
0: Yeah, definitely fun times. So back to the Oz land, land of Oz, the land of Oz. The ribbon cutting ceremony was done by actress Debbie Reynolds with her daughter, Carrie Fisher. A.K.A. Princess Leia.
1: If I had known this, I would have worn my Princess Leia buns again. Well. Instead, I did Dorothy braids.
0: Yeah, you did. And that's why she's wearing Dorothy braids. Because we're talking about the Wizard of the Land of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it did. So the Land of Oz, of course, features a yellow brick road. And these bricks were custom made and are no longer available. Which sounds a lot like the Savannah Gray bricks, don't they? Yeah. So guests start out in Dorothy's house where they experience the tornado that took her to Oz. They then follow the yellow brick road and encounter the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, the Cowardly Lion, and the Wicked Witch of the West, eventually leading you to the Emerald City. The park featured a museum with actual memorabilia from the 1939 film, including the very dress worn by Judy Garland, who played Dorothy.
1: We actually saw the Ruby Slippers, too, in the Smithsonian. At the
0: Smithsonian. And we saw C-3PO or R2-D2 or both of them there as well. Mm -hmm. Very interesting stuff in Washington, D.C. In the beginning, the park was a huge success with over 4,000 guests on its opening day. It even won the Best New Tourist Attraction Award from the Washington, D.C. Daily News in 1970. Unfortunately, just before the park opened, the park's owner died. Unexpectedly.
1: Oh, not Grover.
0: I think he was just like the assistant to making it work. I don't know. He was well, the
1: owner. I'm saying it was Grover. Okay. I'm going with Grover.
0: It sounds like a legitimate name. Going
1: for with Barbara Grover.
0: Parker. Wasn't snobbly like, at least. It's <laughs> He showed up in his old age. <laughs> and I'm going to buy this part too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as you do when you're an evil, older supervillain. My exactly. Hannah Barbera your cartoon.
1: Purple park. More peculiar purple pie man from Porcupine Peak.
0: Easy for you to say. It is. Despite attracting nearly 400,000 visitors in its first year, it was not profitable and it was sold to another company who took over running the park, but they quickly went bankrupt in 1975. Sounds
1: like someone needs to manage their finances better.
0: In that same year, a fire broke out in the amphitheater in the Emerald City. Sounds like somebody from Savannah was up there, don't it?
1: I know. Put down the matches, I'm saying. It's not
0: worth it. Don't do it. It spread to the offices and prop rooms, destroying costumes and props. They later learned that many items were stolen from the museum before the fire like the items from the actual set of the movie, including Dorothy's dress.
1: Suspicious.
0: There were rumors that the fire was set for insurance purposes.
1: That happens when you get bankrupt sometimes.
0: As it do. Yeah. The Land of Oz was sold to another company, rebuilt, and reopened, but was never a success, forcing it to close again in 1980. It sat abandoned for 11 years. In that time, exposed to the elements and subject to vandalism, it fell into extreme disrepair. But in 1991, it was rebuilt again and opened to the public. For some reason, it still appears to most people that it's abandoned, even though it is open to the public a few times a year. I watched a video with a guy who went to visit in 2020, and a worker told him the Yellow Brick Road is constantly being vandalized by what they call Urban Explorers, <laughs> also known as trespassers. <laughs>
1: yeah, they like to have a fancy name.
0: Yes, because people mistake the property as abandoned. An online article spawned the legend that the park is abandoned, which led people trying to take a brick or two as a souvenir.
1: I'd like to have one, but... Mm, well, when we alas. go
0: there and we can be, what is the word? An
1: urban explorer. Urban
0: Explorers. I looked online for their website, and they do indeed have one. It looks like it was open in September of 2021 for what they call an Autumn of Oz Festival. But there are no posted upcoming dates for visiting. I also checked out their online store, but all their merchandise is sold out.
1: I know. It's a bummer. They had some really cool shirts and stuff.
0: Hmm. Something about all this feels a little off. Though. I know,
1: like why is it closed most of the time? Why does it seem abandoned? I don't get it.
0: These are questions we need answers to. And if you're part of Big Oz, yes, you know why we're asking I these questions. I am
1: attributing this to Big Alien. I just have feeling. Seems they have something like they to got their, their hands
0: and everything. They do, like sort of like the, the supernatural top of a mountain, TV show in
1: North Carolina, Yellow Brick Road. It's,
0: it just makes sense. I mean, like,
1: why is it closed? How is it making money?
0: Urban Explorers,
1: aliens. I
0: just—they're okay. all aliens. Looking at the pictures of the park online, it really does just feel a little weird.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, if you look at pictures from when it was abandoned and then now, it's just, I it don't know. It looks
0: like the scene of a horror movie. Like, mm-hmm. with the, like way with the, the fog. mountains,
1: and it's foggy, and it's just eerie. I it's don't just
0: know. the definition. It looks like Slender Man's just stalking amongst the trees. <laughs> yes. He's just waiting for somebody to come up there. And since it's in the mountains in North Carolina, he'd see him and be
1: like, howdy, you want to come over here and get slaughtered and such. <laughs> How's your mama them? How's your mama new? Well, your mama new stay? So hopefully <laughs> if they do the Autumn of Oz Fest this fall, I think we should like make a thing of it. Let's go to the Autumn of Oz and then Scarewinds.
0: And then Lake Shawnee because we're already drawn several hours.
1: <sighs> okay. We can uh, show I'll up and I can it. talk
0: just like this. Okay. I'll present myself as a supernatural expert in the paranormal Appalachian Mountains.
1: I know about the Brown Mountain Lights and that's about it. Well, I'm uh,
0: fairly well versed in talking about what I think I know.
1: You can talk about anything.
0: I can literally sell anything to anybody. That's my skill set. I'm a salesman. I don't need to know how it works or what
1: it is. (laughs) Just make up big words. You're good at that too. Make up big
0: words, and if you just sound confident enough, you can make anyone believe anything. And speaking of Oz, that brings us to this week's insert graphic here. What what we're watching. watching. So this week, we picked a movie that isn't necessarily a horror movie, but it definitely fits the bill as creepy, especially for me as a child in 1985. We chose Return to Oz, which was Disney's sequel to The Wizard of Oz.
1: I didn't even know it existed until you brought it up.
0: Yeah, I was permanently scarred by this film.
1: I never saw it as a child, and seeing it for the first time as an adult, I could see where at five years old, I probably would have been traumatized, too.
0: Yeah, you were totally making fun of me as we watched it last night. You were scared of this, and then I had to remind her that we became desensitized to violence and stuff as we got older, because we used to think that the X-Files was scary when we were young, and now we watch it, and we're like,
1: we thought this was scary.
0: I can't imagine what we would have thought if you showed younger us some of the stuff we watch now. I know. It, I would probably be scared. Wait a second. You I am are? Maybe
1: that's your problem. And that is
0: why I'm jaded. This movie. Everything talking chickens, robots, punks on wheels, the <laughs> wheelers. That really scared me as a kid. The wheelers, which <laughs> ridiculous disembodied heads, creepy scarecrows, and talking rocks
1: the scariest part for me was the fact that it was two hours long.
0: It is always the most frightening thing it for you. It was.
1: When I saw it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's basically make your
0: it... version of my version of having to park somewhere.
1: Exactly. Give me an hour and a half movie, an anthology with 30-minute segments. That's yeah. what I
0: like. So the a brief synopsis of this movie to set the stage for you. Okay. For some reason, Disney thought that they should make a sequel to The Wizard of Oz. And it's actually sort of based off some of the other Oz books. But Disney, being Disney, decided to make it as family-friendly as possible (laughs) by doing the exact opposite of making it as family-friendly as possible. This movie is creepy. Everything about it is terrifying. The the movie literally opens with Dorothy sitting in the house that wasn't, you know, in the original Wizard of Oz, they say it's all a dream. Everything's Mm -hmm. fine. Well, apparently the tornado really did tear the house in half. She's sitting in her bed. Aunt Em comes in, and says, "Oh, you're having dreams again." And she's talking to her, and then she walks out, and it turns out that she's apparently been rambling on about Oz, and they think she's got mental issues. So they're gonna send her to get
1: electro shock some, some
0: electroshock therapy. That's at good a for what ails you. Hospital. Yeah. With the thunderstorm happening, they I like that part. Bolledered down to a gurney. And they're gonna go put these electrodes on her and over her ears and be like the it's gonna suck the bad thoughts away. Yeah, you'll never think about Oz again. Screaming in the background at this Mm -hmm. at this sanatorium or whatever they call those things, and thankfully lightning strikes at the last second, and then a young girl, I won't tell you who she is because it comes into play later, Mm -hmm. comes and saves her and takes her back to the land of Oz. Where she interacts with some new characters that are from the books. The pumpkin guy was
1: freaky weird.
0: Jack Pumpkinhead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't
0: sure about that. And Gump. Was yeah. Like the, Gump.
1: I forgot about that.
0: That was funny.
1: A sofa with a moose head. So.
0: That was amazing. Oz has fallen into disrepair and it's been taken over by the gnome king.
1: Which is a rock.
0: Well, yeah.
1: I don't get it. I thought gnomes were like pointy hats.
0: Well, I think that came from David the Gnome, which is an incredibly oh. depressing cartoon out of Canada that I watched when I was a kid. Oh. That's where I think the Gnome thing like that So this comes Gnome from. was a rock. Yeah. Gnome's are rocks. Okay. You play Dungeons and Dragons. Don't you know how this works?
1: I do. Roll for, roll
0: initiative. for initiative.
1: I'm rolling for initiative. And
0: I'm rolling a nat 20 and you are not.
1: You <laughs> never roll a nat 20.
0: No, I'd roll one and then it'd be like, oh, your sword uses itself on you. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, this just makes sense. I can't own nice things. So anyways, the story deals with her trying to figure out how to save the Scarecrow. Who's like
1: the King of Oz. The
0: King of Oz, which is what happened in the books. Mm. And it deals with Dorothy trying to free all the people of Oz that have been taken captive and turned to stone. And it's actually a really good movie. Mm. It is made in 1985. So it's very 1985-ish
1: Yes, it felt very 1985.
0: But the effects are pretty good for the time it was. And yeah, I forgot the, it had
1: claymation and the which sets. Is cool.
0: Yeah, the sets are really well done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is terrifying uh, watching it now. I think kids today probably wouldn't be scared of it. But like I said, I was watching it as a child in '85.
1: So you were seven.
0: We weren't as hardcore back then as kids probably are now. They they probably see stuff on video games that is a million times worse oh, than yeah, this movie is for sure. at the time. And this is coming from somebody who hid under a seat in a movie theater at the first movie, Gremlins.
1: Really? I
0: couldn't watch it. Oh my
1: goodness. That's cute. Yeah. Gremlins
0: was what, sheet, 1983
1: uh, or something? So you had only been five.
0: Oh, I, I was there. I remember being yeah. under the seat when the guy gets his arm eaten off or whatever it is.
1: Oh, goodness. Good times. We might have
0: to review Gremlins. Gremlins 2 is one yeah, of my favorites. Especially favorite.
1: since I haven't seen it and I may have seen it as a little kid, yeah. but I was only three, so I don't remember.
0: Gremlins 2 is in my top five list of favorite movies really? of all time. Yeah, and we haven't even watched it together. We haven't. Maybe that'll be next. After watching this movie that I forced you to watch last night to cram in for this episode.
1: Yeah, we were up late and I barely made it. Yeah. You kind of dozed off once or twice, but you had already did, seen but it. but you
0: brought me back from the edge.
1: Yeah, you've already seen it, so we were good.
0: Oh, we even forgot to mention that the funny thing about this movie is the little girl that plays Dorothy in oh, this yes. movie actually turned out to be the actress that played a witch in a movie called The Craft. And the reason that's funny is because the first movie we saw together on a date was The Craft in it 1996.
1: Was. It was our very first movie.
0: Yeah. So so we
1: have our very first date at Carowinds and our very first movie tie-in. So. Yeah.
0: So that's gonna to have to get you to add a little extra to the rating just for the nostalgia fact. So, what did it you does. think and what was your rating of this movie? I
1: would actually give it 10 out of twelve dog treats. Yeah. I even though it was two hours long, I didn't get bored very often, just a couple of times like when the rocks are talking and stuff. It was kind of annoying, but I really enjoyed it. I liked the acting. like the little girl was good and the characters were interesting. And it was a lot of fun, and it was creepy, and I like creepy. I like Mm. that woman that kept changing her head. Yes. That was fun. Mombi.
0: Yes, Mambi. I'm surprised. I thought you would have given it a seven.
1: No, I actually liked it.
0: Yeah. Well, my rating on this movie is I'm going to go ahead and go with 10 out of 12 also, because I love this movie as a child. It's the, well, I give it an 11 out of 12 then.
1: you got to outdo me, huh? What are
0: you going to do? What are you going to do?
1: I'll give it a 12 out of
0: 12. All right. Well, then we'll both give it a 12 out of 12. (laughs) So I'm revising both ratings.
1: Everybody go watch.
0: Everybody go watch Return to Oz. It's got a lot of nostalgia for me, and it's a well-done movie. It's probably got a cult following, like a lot of movies do, uh, which makes me want to do Better Off Dead.
1: Oh, yes. I love that movie. I just
0: want to do it so I can say I want my $2. I want
1: my $2.
0: Yeah. So... That's going to bring us to the next portion of our show that we like to call Layla Layla and Coffee Talk. Talk. So tell me about the beasts and what they have done this
1: week. Well, you know, they got their first bark box and it was full of treats. So they've been enjoying a treat every day when Ethan comes over and they just can't wait. When they see him come in, they run, they know they're getting a treat.
0: Which is the main focus of their existence.
1: (laughs) It is. Treats and dinner time. And barking
0: at neighbors.
1: Oh, they love to bark at neighbors. So, we're still waiting on the results of coffee's DNA test. I already we'll
0: told you, you what that's going to be.
1: <laughs> Warfrap?
0: Warfrap on Adderall.
1: Oh, yes. So, we're designing a new coffee mug featuring Layla and coffee. So, y'all stay tuned for that. It's going to be do that. amazing. It's yes. going to
0: have Layla and coffee, and you can put coffee in the coffee mug that has coffee on the side. It's too perfect. It's almost like the stars aligned you on this so idea. You have so many
1: great ideas.
0: Yes. I am an idea man.
1: Actually, it was my idea, but i you're going to like make it happen.
0: So you're going to do like the way we played bingo that one time. And I won three times in a row, but well, you actually won. I actually
1: won, but I handed you my paper.
0: And I said I didn't want to do it, but then you made well, me do it anyway. Well, I wanted to make everybody
1: mad thinking you were winning three times in a row. You wanted them mad at me. Speaking of bingo, I actually won the jackpot Friday night.
0: She did win the jackpot. I
1: did. It was our son's birthday. Yeah, she and-
0: totally What happened
1: was I was going to buy his ticket and his girlfriend's ticket or pack of cards because, you know, for his birthday. And we had walked outside and we came back in and I went and bought four packs. And when we walked back to the table, they had already bought their own. So here's me and you trying to keep up with four packs. You know, it's a lot. And we get to the end, which is the jackpot game. And I'm like marking, 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 marking. I'm getting close, but everyone's getting close at that point. And like my number is in the monitor and you can't yell bingo till they say it. And I'm like, oh gosh, someone else is going to get it. So then I get it. And I'm like freaking out because I was afraid I made a mistake because mm. it was so much to keep Although up with. Although we
0: both know you never make mistakes.
1: I do. But the guy at our table who had already won something earlier, he also yelled bingo, but he did make a mistake. He yeah. accidentally marked the number. He showed up.
0: That was his first mistake. <laughs> he and then doesn't he know me. he he could hang with Crystal.
1: So I'm $500 richer. That's a lot of coffee.
0: You mean we, comrade.
1: Hey, I marked the stamp. I stamped it. adapted, it. Dobbed it.
0: I drove you there.
1: <laughs> no, I drove.
0: Well, I... It's my car. I was in the car.
1: No, actually, you did drive because you parked far away, even though there were closer spaces, because oh, you like to be able to leave early.
0: to leave. Yeah, I
1: before understand. Before
0: halftime. <laughs> I'm talking about it already. So, that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. You can find us online if you go to www.scarysavannahandbeyond.com or www.scarysavannah.net. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. Look for the user at Scary Savannah on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Go into the search bar. Type in Scary Savannah and beyond. You will find our channel there. Please go subscribe, like the videos, and then you can see her lovely pigtails And the way that she's $500 richer than I am because of winning at the bingo.
1: If Ethan just hadn't bought his own ticket, he might have won it.
0: Yeah, you're just passing the buck, baby. You'd be a great politician, I'm telling you (laughs) right now. You can give us a call if you'd like at 912-406-2899. That's 912-406-2899. Give us some feedback. Leave us a message. Let us know if uh, you are Big Oz. Or Big Alien, Big Disney,
1: Big Disney. Working
0: for Big Alien because we know that's If you know where all Walt Disney's back.
1: head is? Please let us know.
0: Yes, and if you don't want to give us a call like that, on the bottom right of our web page, there's a little purple icon. You can click that and leave a voicemail recording directly through your phone or through your computer. Send it right to us. If it's something you won't play it on the air, we can check that out. It's a feedback, or if you can help us track down Disney's head. We would like to have all information pertaining to those aforementioned
1: And don't forget Swamp inquiries.
0: Gas. Swamp Gas.
1: Still, still listening for that, too. I'm
0: letting them off the hook. That's what it is. Just letting them off <laughs> the hook every single time they think I'm going to forget. You can also support us by buying Crystal some coffee. She needs it. Bottom left-hand side of our webpage, you'll see a little yellow icon of a coffee cup just like that. And click on that. Buy her a coffee. It would be greatly appreciated if you do. Last thing we mentioned earlier, our merch giveaway, go to our website, the tab that says giveaway, go in there, answer three trivia questions, send that in. And the first Sunday episode of every month, we're going to announce the winner and you will have your selection of a, either a t-shirt in your choice of colors, just like these or a coffee mug with yellow or black and It's very easy questions that all have the answers in previous episodes. Submit those in, and we'll let you know if you win. We'll send that out to you.
1: Also, while we were researching all these amusement parks, there was just too many for us to put into one episode. So we've decided we're probably going to do another one, maybe two in the future. So if you like amusement parks, come back.
0: Exactly. This is part one of at least two. (laughs) It's sort of like the way they do those TV shows where they only have one season, but they split it up into two seasons, but they still call it one season because yeah. that way they don't have to pay the actors extra money.
1: Oh, that's how it works.
0: Yeah, I mean they. So still, I'm not paying still,
1: you extra for the next they episode. They still
0: pay them, but they don't have to give them raises. Oh, okay. And you haven't given me a raise the whole time we've been married, so <laughs> you need to raise my allowance.
1: You've just got to buy new cables today.
0: I did. But you I, buy
1: new things for this podcast every week.
0: I can't stop. Plugins
1: myself. galore. I
0: almost bought a plugin today. Oh, but gosh. I didn't.
1: Your voice sounds great already. You don't need any more plugins.
0: So that brings us to the very end of the episode and that little final last thing that we like to say.
1: Join us next time in Savannah, where the ghosts and the good times live on.
0: Indeed, they do. And it's time for me to go up to Lake Shawnee and find out where Snodley's at. <laughs>